Hey guys, welcome to this Tuesday morning episode of Empire City's podcast. And we have some news to break down regarding head coaches in the NFL, where they're going. We're going to go with right away Mike McCarthy. He's heading to Dallas now. He took a year off and has decided to coach the Cowboys. And I think that's a perfect matchup for Jerry Jones. You get an experienced guy who's been in the playoffs. He's been, what was it? I think uh, nine out of his 13 years, I want to say, he coached in Green Bay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Nine years out of the 13 that he coached, were in, he was in the playoffs. He only won one Super Bowl, so that only translated into one championship. But it's still a good hire. It's a good matchup for Dak Prescott, too. So he gets more of a, an experienced head coach there. All right, so... The Giants had a meeting set up with Baylor head coach Matt Rule today. They were supposed to interview him. Originally, it was supposed to be in Waco, Texas. Then they told him yesterday if they want to try to have him fly out to MetLife Stadium. And basically, then they could meet with him in the building and try not to have him walk out of the building without getting a contract done. That was the report. However... He didn't even get there because this morning he met with the Carolina Panthers. And apparently the Panthers didn't let him walk out of that building without a contract. So he's going to be the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule. So that crosses off one of the biggest targets for the Giants as a head coach. So now people are wondering, where do we go from here? Well, I hate to say it, but guess who's going to be getting an interview with from the Giants? Mm. Former Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett. That's going to be happening very soon. And I don't want, like I said, I didn't mind having this guy as an offensive coordinator on the team. But as a head coach, not a big fan of that. So this guy is going to be the head coach probably. Unless if the Giants somehow get McDaniels. But once again, that's all rumors regarding McDaniels. So it's very likely that the Giants could end up getting Jason Garrett as their next head coach. I just can't stress it enough that the Giants, once again, refuse, refuse to get guys that could help this organization succeed. It's just horrible. Horrible to watch. You you let in free agency. You let players go. You let players walk to other teams. Now with regarding the head coach position, you let guys that you wanted that you keep on saying that. Oh yeah, we love this guy. We love this guy to be our coach. That's complete bullshit. Because if you love him so much, he would have been here already. I just don't understand why freaking once again the general manager Gettleman's still here. Because you're gonna hire a shit ass coach, and I'm gonna lose it. That guy needed to go. That's who needed to go. And I guarantee you, if that clown gentleman wasn't here, Rule was probably going to be a guarantee to be here. He would have been here a week ago. All because of Gettleman. I can't stand Gettleman. I wouldn't even want to work with Gettleman because that guy's such a clown. This organization is... Horrible right now. What's the direction of this team moving forward? You bring in Jason Garrett, you're asking for a worse record than what Pat Shermer had 
That's all I gotta say. So be prepared, Mara. Be prepared, Gettleman, to be worse. Go 0-16, because with Garrett, you're gonna go 0-16. He's gonna clap on the sidelines every game for the freaking whole entire 45 minutes of the game. Uh, I just can't. Oh, man. All right, so enough with that. Now we're going to head into some talk about the wild card weekend. Well, what a weekend that was in the playoffs. We had four really entertaining games. They were all one-by-one one possession. Our first game was the Bills at Houston. Houston Texans won 22-19. My thoughts on that game. Bills had a 16-0 lead. And what screwed them over was that they were playing too conservative in the second half. And when you play too conservative, you're going to get trampled. Because they were playing to save the lead, not to build on to the lead. And that's what and see at the same time. I'm not surprised to see that from Buffalo because that's basically a rookie team. You know how you have like a rookie quarterback or someone playing in the first playoff game? Well, basically, Buffalo was a rookie team because this was their first playoff game in a long time. So, this is basically a rookie team going into the playoffs and they just made a horrible mistake in the second half. And they just fell apart. They were up 16-0, and they just couldn't add more to that. If they ran up the score, if they scored another touchdown or two, they would have won the game for sure. But instead, they're heading back home. And uh, I guess you got to look forward to next year for them. And don't get me wrong. They're going to be in the mix next year as well for the wild card. There's no doubt in my mind. I consider them, it depends on what's going on with Brady and stuff like that in New England. Uh, Buffalo could be in the running for the division, the AFC East as well. So we'll see what happens regarding that. So the second game of the wild card weekend was the Tennessee Titans at New England. And that was a shocker for sure. A lot of people were really surprised that Brady got bounced out, especially at home in the wild card game. And he hasn't played in one since 2009. Or it was, or the stat was that he hasn't lost since 2009 in a wild card game. So the Titans won 20-13. Ryan Tannehill played decent. He showed up and his track record is really not playing well in New England. So he handled it well this time. Derrick Henry just continues to be a monster in the running game. And um, overall, just to talk about the Patriots' season, they just didn't have the receivers for Brady. So, like, I didn't really expect them to go far. It's like, it, it's not the same team what we saw from them in previous postseasons where they had Edelman, they had... Amendola, they had Chris Hogan, guys like that that came up through the clutch out of nowhere. The Patriots didn't have that. They had 
Edelman, and they relied on rookie Nikhil Harry this year. They relied on hmm, Mohamed Sanu, a guy that came in late, but he didn't have much of a factor anyway. They relied on Dorsett, and he didn't have much of a factor. So it was just these guys that just didn't have factors this year. And it just all boiled down to the Patriots not having another good tight end as well. Gronkowski retired, so he didn't have a tight end as well. And the running game for New England wasn't good either. They had Sony Michelle, James White, and uh, rookie Damian Harris. And Damian Harris was out for the year anyway, so they had Sony Michelle and um, oh yeah, Rex Burkhead as well too. And Sony Michelle is just not panning out well, basically. I just don't think that he's playing up to his potential so far. So now, people are wondering, was that the last game you'll see Brady play in New England? Personally, I don't think it will be. I think he's going to be back on a one-year deal. It's just that you can't see. It's really hard to picture this guy in another uniform. Well, right away, people are thrown out. The Las Vegas Raiders or the LA Chargers. Those teams, yes, they need quarterbacks, of course. But, like, what makes you think that you could afford Brady? Brady's going to want a one-year deal probably about, if I had to guess, $30 million. That guy, he's going to want a lot of money for just one year. So, I don't know if those organizations could even afford him. And that's why I think the Patriots are the only team that could afford him. They could bring him back. I can't see him in another uniform. So, I think he's back with them. Even the owner, Robert Kraft, said that. I would want, it's either that I want him back or I want him to retire. So, you know that Kraft is going to offer him a lot of money. Because Brady even said that it's very unlikely that he retires. And, but who, who could blame him? This guy is a champion, a six-time Super Bowl champion, a future Hall of Famer. Why would he step away from the game after a pick six? At home in a playoff game. He's not going to step away. He's a winner. There's no way that he's retiring. And a true competitor like Brady, he will be back. So don't you worry, guys. And in my opinion, the only way I think that he's going to have a long actually negotiation with the Patriots, he's going to ask them right away. Are you going to get me receivers this time? Because I'm not going to waste my time here if you're not going to get me receivers. So New England's got to spend some money this offseason. It's a very interesting offseason for them. If they do not get receivers for Brady, to be honest with you, that's when you see Brady actually start thinking about going elsewhere. Because he's not going back to New England to have the same exact team that's what you just saw last season. That's just not going to happen. So we'll see what happens regarding that. Now, the third wildcard game was the Minnesota Vikings at the Saints. Vikings won 26-20. And once again, like I said it before the game even started, that Minnesota needed a miracle to basically, another miracle against the Saints to win this game. Well, basically, the miracle of this game 
was Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback, showing up in a big-time game, big-time spotlight, and he proved that he's a decent quarterback. Now, he answered the question, and the, it was a big question, if this guy could actually step up going into a hostile environment on the road in New Orleans and put up some points and possibly win this game. Well, he answered all three of those questions. So they're going to be going to San Francisco for the divisional round. You never know what could happen there. Maybe it could be a close game, but I think the 49ers will pull that game out. Their defense is just unbelievable. But, you know, so far in the playoffs, we just don't know what's going to happen. Going to the fourth and final wild card game was we have uh, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle at Philadelphia. The Seahawks won seventeen to nine. To be honest with you, I thought it would have been much high scoring on Seattle's part, and even the Eagles' part too. The reason why I say that from the Seahawks side is because after a really Rough week 17 regular season loss at home against the 49ers, that, which decided the NFC West division title. I thought Wilson would come out more firing, put up some more points than that, but they did the job. The defense did the job, but what was so unfortunate for the Eagles was that they lost Carson Wentz. I think it was on the second drive of the game. Due to a concussion because of Clowney, the Seahawks defensive end, just decided to lower his head as Carson Wentz was sliding. And the refs didn't throw a flag for that. Now, that's something that I think the refs definitely missed. They definitely missed a targeting this past weekend. Now, going back to that Saints game real quick. A lot of people are talking about Kyle Rudolph, how he pushed off and stuff like that. Oh, that was offensive pass interference on him. Right away, the Saints fans are trying to find another excuse of why they choked in the playoffs. Stop giving me damn excuses. I don't want to hear it. Because first of all, if you look at the play, the Saints defensive back, Williams, in the video, he's number 26, so you just watch the video of this. He's making contact with Kyle Rudolph as well. So, it goes both ways here. So, I don't want to just hear the one side of, oh, Kyle Rudolph pushed him off. Well, the guy was actually, Williams was holding him as well. So, I could have called holding on him. I could have called pass, defensive pass interference on him as well. So, what was the point? So, I don't get why they want, the fans want that reviewed. What do you want that reviewed for? They're going to either see, they're going to see Williams holding Rudolph. They're going to see Rudolph going back after him. So it's like, it's fair game here. There's contact by both players and you don't call it. And that was a good non-call in my opinion. And the Saints fans are not going to like to hear that, but it's, oh well. Uh, how about try not to get outplayed for the first third three quarters of the game? So, that's enough of that. So, the Seahawks, 
after beating the Eagles, they're going to go to Green Bay. And I'm going to take Seattle on the road. Just because I like this team for some reason. When they play on the road, they're a pretty decent football team. So I'll take them in this game. But if Seattle has to go to San Fran in the NFC uh, championship game, I'm taking San Fran just because that's Seattle's poison right there, I think. So we'll see what happens regarding that. Uh, the divisional round starts Saturday. And I think first game's like 4.30, something like that. Now moving on to baseball. Is the Washington Nationals continuing to make some offseason moves? They had signed Will Harris, who's a former Houston Astros bullpen arm. Now they brought they re-signed Daniel Hudson on a two-year deal. They signed Eric Thames, former first baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers on a one-year deal. And they're not out on Josh Donaldson just yet, which is really interesting. Now, you look at the Nationals. You think that, okay, they let go of uh, Anthony Rendon to the Angels. You think, okay, they're in trouble. Clearly, they're not. They, their bullpen already is filthy. Their starting rotation looks really good. Their lineup is still good. Just imagine them adding Josh Donaldson to that lineup. They have Donaldson playing third base, Trey Turner at short. You have the mixture of um, Howie Kendrick and uh, Estrubo Cabrera's back as well, second base. First base, if you you have Eric Thames, maybe you could decide to bring back Ryan Zimmerman on a one-year, $4 million deal, something along those lines. And then your outfield. You have Juan Soto out there. You still have Michael A. Taylor out there. It's not bad. Washington is still in a position to compete for a second straight World Series title. Now, we all know how hard that is to get back to the World Series, especially as a team who's looking to repeat. It's very hard. But you just and that's the best part about baseball. It's you you never know. And especially in that Annalise, it's going to be really, really competitive. You pick your team who you want because the Braves made their additions and their bullpen and their rotation. The Nationals obviously made their additions to their bullpen, to their rotation. The Mets, they made their moves to the, their bullpen, to their rotation. The Phillies, they made some additions. They got a guy in the rotation. They need some help. In the bullpen as well. They got some hitters for their lineup. And even the Marlins. They added some pieces too. They got some hitters. They added a few pitchers. Not big name guys. But you get the understanding here. That the Marlins. Not necessarily will finish in dead last. They could finish in fourth possibly. You, that division is going to go back and forth. So you can't take the Marlins lightly as well. In 2020. There's just so many sleeper teams. In my opinion. I'm scared of the White Sox. And. You still got to worry about the. 
Houston Astros as well in the American League. I know people are going to say, but wait a minute. The Yankees just got Garrett Cole for them. How could you still worry about Houston? Well, Houston still has a good team. They got Verlander there. They got Granke. They're going to add more guys in the rotation. Don't you worry. They're going to respond back. They see that the Yankees got Garrett Cole. The Yankees took their guy. So Houston's going to respond back, whether it's in uh, via trade that they, if let's just say Cincinnati is out of the playoff picture, Houston could go right in and get Luis Castillo. And if that happens, then they have a three-headed monster once again. And now Houston could always add some bullpen pieces as well. They have a, a star-studded lineup that pitchers are always afraid to face. So no matter what, that's a difficult lineup to navigate. So you can't count out Houston ever. The White Sox, I think, are a sleeper team. They improved everywhere. Their rotation, their bullpen, they added guys for the lineup. They're just ready to compete. And I have them winning the AL Central. I know that could be far-fetched. But that's the game of baseball. You just don't know. I just really count. I really think the White Sox are going to do pretty good this year. Going to be, div- uh, what is it, AL Central? Yeah, AL Central division champs. I think the Twins could be a wild card team as long as, and once again, the Rays are going to be in the mix for a wild card too. And that's going to do it today. Next time I'm on here, I'm going to have a mock draft for you guys. So, And it's going to be a full seven-round draft. All right, guys. I hope you, have a, you enjoy your day. Have a good one. All right. So the Giants just hired their new head coach, and they brought in a wide receiver coach, a wide receiver coach. Joe Judge from the Patriots. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, my God. Nothing against this guy personally. But, geez, man. That's your fallback option? I I would rather have Jason Garrett as my coach. Oh, man. Uh, And see? And this is why. This is why I want to get him out. Now, people... Always question me why I want him out. Because retarded ass moves like this makes me want to punch him. So thanks for that, Gettleman. Another rebuilding year. You're going to be horrible. Another top three pick coming your way. It's just, it doesn't end here. When are you going to be good again? And I know this clown is not going to spend the money in free agency. He's going to just throw out money at random guys that don't deserve $20 million a year, and he's going to do it. It's just not a good time to be a Giants fan right now. I don't know where we go from here. It, and the freaking owners being as clueless as ever, just deciding to say, oh, Gettleman's a guy. I look forward to working with him in 2020, and hopefully years beyond that. Yeah, let's keep on having Gettleman as a GM. See where that gets you. Good idea. So yeah, this guy Joe Judge is a no mean guy. A lot of people are probably like this. Who? Who is this? Well, this is a wide receiver coach. And 
that Giants went that way, and it's really unheard of. Instead, they decided to go that route instead of bringing in Matt Rule. He was their fallback option, apparently. They were in the works of hiring Judge last night. They were talking to him, and they basically agreed to it this morning as soon as Rule went to Carolina. Got nothing else to say about this, but I'm really interested to see how bad this team is going to be next year.